Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? It's Sunday night, and you know, each and every Sunday night at 8 p.m., I bring a new episode to you of the Brain Love Podcast, and I was sitting up here thinking, like, what will be a great introductory song for tonight's episode, and I was going through my list of love songs and, I guess, bedroom songs, and I ran across Tease Me Tonight by Guy. And I thought, you know what? This is the song for tonight. I was also considering Isley Brothers Between the Sheets. But this did it for me. This right here did it for me because this song says sex all day, all night. It says sex. And tonight I'm talking about sex. I'm talking about anxiety and sex. I'm talking about how anxiety can affect your life in the bedroom or in the kitchen or in the bathroom or in the car or on the back porch. But I'm talking about how sex can, or excuse me, how anxiety can affect your sex life. I've had several patients in the past who suffer from anxiety and I find that it also affects them romantically. And so I believe that this is probably a common phenomenon amongst people who suffer from anxiety. Now, anxiety can encompass a lot of different ailments. You know, there's generalized anxiety, there's panic disorder, there's obsessive compulsive disorder. PTSD is a kind of, it's a trauma, it's a type of traumatic or trauma disorder. However, you'll find it in some books on the anxiety spectrum as well. So when folks suffer from anxiety, it becomes very hard for them to let go and enjoy themselves. And that includes in the bedroom. All right, guys. So we're talking about anxiety and sex tonight. And um, I think it's something that's essential to discuss because it affects anxiety. It as in anxiety affects a lot of people. Um, It affects men and women, more women than men. I'm going to turn off my background music. And um, it's just me on the couch, actually. And let me ask you again, are you ready to take the couch? It's just me on the couch tonight. And I wanted to go over how anxiety can affect your sex life because it can. Your mood can change your libido, right? Your mood can change how you communicate with your partner and so many other things. Um, I want everyone to have a fulfilling sex life. So there is such a thing as sex anxiety, sex anxiety. So whether you have anxious feelings or a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder, like I just mentioned, these types of emotions or uh, this anxious feeling or nervousness that you may experience could be trouble, could be trouble for you and trouble for your partner. 
So if you have anxiety, when a person is anxious, they have different feelings of something bad is going to happen. They don't know what, but they feel like something bad is going to happen. They have, so I guess we could consider that fear. We'll, we'll call that fear. They're also uneasy. They can be restless. They have higher tension levels. And, you know, I mentioned in one of my previous episodes, when you have stress, you have heightened tension. When you have tension, it uh, creates tension in your muscles as well. And, you know, sex is an activity of relaxation because the, the thing that creates an orgasm is relaxation. Orgasm is created initially by being able to relax and be at ease. Now, obviously, for a woman, when we climax, um, that climax is created by contract contracting muscles in the pelvic floor. So when all of these muscles are contracting all at one time and just they're just doing this rhythmic type thing, which is why it's important to do your Kegels, right? When you strengthen those muscles in your pelvic floor, it makes for more powerful orgasm. So tension can be good during certain parts of our sexual phases, but in the beginning, and prior to, you don't want to be tense. You don't want to have anxiety because anxiety may also have an impact on how you think and behave. And of course, when we're sexually active, it's our thoughts and our behaviors and our emotions that kind of lead us into those different phases, right? So things like foreplay, um, being able to relax and let yourself go so that you can kiss and hug and hunch and all these things. Foreplay is important. Uh, I mentioned before, some men just want to roll over and stick it in. There may be times when that works and there may be times when it doesn't work. So just know that what you think about may not go away and anxiety can cause you to avoid things you usually do. Um, your body can show anxiety through different things, like an increased heartbeat or heart rate, make you feel dizzy, make you feel short of breath, um, cause you to have aches and pains and upset stomach. I, I spoke about these different things on um, a previous episode. It might have been the last episode last Sunday. can also make you sweat. So for some women, when they're sweaty, sweaty palms, uh, sweaty feet, they don't feel sexy. So we know that things like genetics and also stress, like I spoke about before, can affect you and make you feel anxious. But anxiety can also happen in certain situations related to sexual activity. So what is sex anxiety? Well, any of the signs and symptoms of, symptoms of anxiety that I mentioned can happen because of anything sex-related. So for instance, sometimes... Men who have had an episode of erectile dysfunction, meaning they could not achieve an erection and maintain it through the course, through sexual intercourse. So you, you can't achieve an erection and maintain it. So when this happens or has happened to someone, which I'm sure it's happened to the best of them, men are nervous that it'll happen again, especially if they're not sure why it happened the first time. So being nervous about or being anxious about experiencing an episode of ED again. You know, we can cycle ourselves into these anxious little type episodes. 
Um, someone who is anxious about getting caught having sexual intercourse. So you're sneaking to have sexual intercourse for some reason, whatever reason, whether it's you have a roommate and you're sneaking to have sex or maybe you're on a girl's trip and you're sharing a hotel room with your girls and you take your your dude back to the room and you're trying to get it in before your roommates come in or you're up to no good and you're trying to hurry and have sex. Maybe you're in the workplace. I had a patient who was having sex with her man at work. They would sneak and go into his office and have sexual relations. He came to her office one time and they were they were actually standing against her door, the door to her office. So if anyone tried to open the door, they were both standing against the door. Um, so, you know, sometimes things like this can also um, interrupt or it can make sex more challenging because it heightens anxiety. But for some people, this type of anxiety may be good anxiety. They like it. It's excitement. It sort of gets them going and it gets another part of their brain engaged. That's that adrenaline and all that other stuff. So also, if someone has sex anxiety, it can affect in a negative way other parts of their sexual response cycle, like sexual desire. So before you even get into the activity of being romantically involved or having sexual activity, there are certain things that lead up to that. And there's something called sexual desire, libido. If you're suffering from anxiety on a consistent basis, this will definitely impede your libido because you are too uneasy, you're too uptight, um, you are not relaxed. And so you're thinking about these things, which are the things that are triggering your anxiety, as opposed to thinking about laying next to someone, someone rubbing on you or you rubbing on someone else. Um, your brain is not frolicking in those spaces because it's too consumed by the things that are making you anxious. So if you want to enhance your sexual libido and you know that you've been anxious or nervous, you may want to consider trying to sever ties with whatever it is that's causing your anxiety or tell your brain like, hey, listen, during these times of the day, we are not going to hang out in this space of anxiety. We cannot do this. So there are ways to get around it and to deal with it. Um, so anxiety can affect your response cycle, your sexual desire, aka libido, arousal, which is kind of, you know, arousal is the foreplay leading up to it. And so of course, foreplay can have a lot of different phases. Foreplay can be um, the immediate moments prior to actual sexual intercourse. Foreplay can also be the moments leading up to the immediate moments before sexual intercourse. So foreplay, I tell my couples all the time, foreplay um, are the sweet little nothings you send each other by text or over phone. Foreplay is calling, you know, if one of you works at night, you're calling the other one like, hey, baby, I'm thinking about you. I know you're in bed sleeping, but I just wanted to tell you I wish I was there to lick your back, whatever it is. Um, or I wish I was there to hug you or whatever. So anxiety can affect uh, our response cycle, which is the sexual desire, aka libido, arousal, and also orgasm. Because listen, although you're contracting muscles to climax, men and women, by the way, you have to be relaxed enough to let yourself go. 
Now, recall several episodes ago, I did a special on the different types of orgasms. I spoke about the different types of orgasms. And I remember a young lady told me that she had never had an orgasm of her life because she said she was too nervous about her man seeing her face, her man seeing her orgasm face. Because I got to tell you, when you have when you have one of those strong orgasms, it can be so strong sometimes that you make the ugly face. The ugly face is that face like, I don't give a beep, beep, beep. You are just looking crazy. But to enjoy it, you got to let yourself go and allow yourself to feel it. You got to let yourself feel that and not be embarrassed. So, guys, um, there are four major ways that sex will, I keep saying sex, anxiety will affect us, how it affects us sexually, our sex life. It can affect you, as I stated before, in creating low libido for you or worsening your libido. It can decrease your confidence. It can also cause what we call intimacy avoidance. And it can also interfere with partner communication, which, you know, I talk about communication all the time. Communication is an absolute thing that we have to master in all aspects of our lives. Um, and I want to throw in a fifth situation and how anxiety can affect us sexually, and that's difficulties with orgasms. So difficulties with orgasms, reduced partner communication, intimacy avoidance, decreasing our confidence, and decreasing our libido. I want to start first with um, reducing our communication or our effective communication. Communication is something that's so important to me, and it should be important to you as well. It's essential. And especially when it comes to personal relations, especially sex. One study stated that couples who don't talk about sexual and non-sexual concerns might experience issues related to sex. You have such a better time with your partner intimately when you guys can talk about any and everything. I mean, you can talk about something from your past that was bothersome to you. You can talk about you know, maybe a challenging situation with a parent. You can talk about if you're, you know, you have, if you had a previous relationship and you have a child, maybe you guys swap stories about the challenges you have with your children. There may be things that you keep that may keep you from discussing your wants and needs when it comes to sex. But if you are more, or you get comfortable and you can embrace, embrace being comfortable you'll find that it enhances a lot of um, a lot of things between you and your partner, especially the intimacy, especially that. So when you're not able to share information together, you can't be honest with one another, it makes it very hard to talk to a partner about sex. You got to be able to talk about everything. And being honest is the best way to go. Honesty is the best policy. Um, not to sound cliche, but uh, oftentimes when you do talk about certain challenging things, 
it's a relief. It's a relief. Certain things that you may have been holding on to, um, you'll find that it just feels like you really had a weight lifted. So I'm going to save difficulties with orgasm for last because I find a lot of women who are anorgasmic, anxiety has a lot to do with that. Now, one other mention um, that I made is that intimacy avoidance is caused by anxiety. Most oftentimes it's because of trauma from the past, trauma or assault that may have occurred. So this can make people very hesitant when they've had something bad, something very significant um, happen to them, something uncomfortable and traumatizing. So if you've ever experienced sexual assault, so you've ever, if you've ever been raped, if you've ever been abused or molested, this can stand in between you and the best sex of your life. So the best way to deal with this is to seek out a psychotherapist and try to seek someone who dibbles and dabbles in trauma or someone who specializes in trauma or someone who specializes in sex. Because oftentimes people who specialize in sex and or relationships, they also deal with trauma because we know that trauma is the underbelly of a lot of situations. It is at the base of a lot of different mental health challenges for people. So we talked about communication. We talked about intimacy avoidance. Your confidence, man, you better be confident in the bedroom. You better be confident. When you have a lack of self-confidence, including being self-conscious about your body and how you look, that creates anxiety for you. Women and men, might I add, who don't want the lights on, who don't want to get undressed or nude in the light because they're ashamed of their bodies, this will hold you back, sis or brother. This will hold you back. This will prevent you from living your best life in the bedroom. If you're more, more focused on yourself and how you look, this will be a huge distraction. This distraction will stand in the way of you becoming aroused. So this is one of the common situations that can lead to sexual inhibitions and sex anxiety is this lack of confidence. The other thing is, you may feel that you don't have skills in the bedroom. So if you feel that you lack the skills to perform and you're always thinking about your performance, this will definitely distract you from what you should be doing. So if you don't have confidence in who you are, then why are you proceeding to try to create relationships and initiate relationships? If you want a relationship, sis, I need you to convince yourself that you deserve it and that you looked apart and that you are the person for this relationship. If you are dealing with the person that you've always had a thing for, they finally gave you a chance. I need you to show that person why they gave you a chance. Get motivated. Believe in yourself. Boost yourself. Talk yourself into it. Shit. Tell yourself you are a badass B. Whatever you got to say to yourself. Just know that it's about you and that you're running that bedroom. 
If you got to give yourself a pep talk, give yourself a pep talk. Do what you got to do. But don't go in there like, you know, believing you're a, a penny when you're really a dime. Don't go in there feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Remember, everyone does everything differently. So you may not touch him the same way he was touched by the last person. You may not do certain things to him the same way he's had it done before, but you can do it your way. That's right. And to all the men out there, every woman is different. So don't feel that you have to perform, let's say, conolingus the way that you did for the last lady or the way you think her man did it for her. Do you. Do what you do. Do what you do. So, so far we talked about communication, intimacy avoidance, decreased confidence. Ah, so, you know, anxiety can reduce your libido. We pretty much beat that up. I'm not going to really go too much into that. Um, feeling overwhelmed can or might uh, take over your thoughts and prevent you from being in the mood. So that's one of the ways anxiety will affect your libido. Um I'm not going to go into the other causes of uh, reducing or the reduction of libido. Of course, when someone has anxiety and or depression, sometimes they're on medications and these medications can cause issues too. So the last thing is, okay, can we get a drum roll? Difficulties with orgasm. Mm-hmm. Anxiety can affect a person's ability to reach orgasm. We're going to take a short break and I'm going to come back and tell you how and why and what you can do. Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina and I just wanted to tell you about the ways to follow me. So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what platform you're on, but I'm on all of the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and you can also follow me on my social media for those of you who found me through your podcast platform and not on social media. Some people have been following me on Instagram or Facebook, and that's how they learned about the podcast. But for those of you who learned about my podcast first, please feel free to follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina. The doctor is abbreviated as DR, and there's no period, so it's DR Delvina, which is spelled D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And let's see, I have a website. I mentioned before that the website was under construction, but the website is up and good to go. It is Dr. Delvina Help. So again, the DR is abbreviated DR. D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A, help, H-E-L-P, as in Papa, dot com, drdelvinahelp.com. So please go to my website, take a look, peruse the site, and see what's going on there. And uh, I'm also, let's see, where else am I? I'm in SoundCloud as well, but I'm not as active on SoundCloud as I am with my um, with my podcast. You know, this podcast has been up since May 2020 during the pandemic, and um, I just love talking about the brain and helping to educate people about their mental health and wellness. So please spread the word, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a loved one, tell a significant other, tell your ex. If there's something I've t I touched on that really that you identify with and you want to share it with someone, share it.
please. So we know that difficulties can occur with orgasm, especially in women. Men orgasm a lot more than women. Women are, unfortunately, a lot of women do not climax or have an orgasm. And anxiety can worsen that. And anxiety is probably at the root of this problem for a lot of women. Sex anxiety can affect a person's ability to reach orgasm. And um, you heard on a previous episode, I spoke about the different types of female orgasms, which included things like the clitoral orgasm, the G-spot orgasm, the vaginal, the anal, nipple. Um, Every one of them feels incredible. Okay, they all feel incredible. Um, But sometimes women have never, there are some women who have never experienced either of these types of orgasms. Um, So women, meaning people with a vagina, can experience different types of orgasms that feel different in terms of intensity and duration. And um, But when you have anxiety, it can get in the way. And not only that, I don't want to make this out to be just a, a woman problem, a female problem. Men can also experience anxiety, of course, and it can lead to erectile dysfunction. Um, so worries, stress, anxiety in general can limit uh, different phases, especially the last phase, dog. You know, the last phase is a climax. That's when you explode. But if you have overwhelming anxiety, you may never experience this. So it may be, I mentioned earlier, that certain things from the past can uh, get in the way. You have to address those things so that way it's not holding you back. You don't want to be held back from the experience of a lifetime. And it is. Uh, the clitoris contains so many different tissues that get erect and swell with a lot of blood. And once it gets to that final stage, when it erupts, it's something like you've never, ever felt before in your life. So you want to have this feeling. And what does it feel like? It's hard to say. It's hard to say what it feels like. But just know that there's nothing that compares to it. Nothing compares. So If you are someone who's suffering from anorgasmia or you've never had an orgasm, please consider, take a look and ask yourself, how much anxiety are you feeling? If you've never been to see a mental health professional, consider um, looking up, maybe go on um, the American Psychiatric Association or on NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and read about anxiety. Um, Maybe even Google, how does anxiety affect you? Um, Or what are some common anxiety symptoms, which I gave you some of the symptoms at the beginning um, of this podcast. So you can look up some of those things and read about them to know if it's something that is affecting you. And if you determine that, yes, I have these symptoms, And according to this article or this website, it's affecting me in a way that's causing significant disruption in my life. Anxiety, besides the interruptions in our sex lives, 
Um, you've heard me talk about anxiety on previous episodes. It, it can affect your sleep hygiene. It can affect your appetite. There's so many different ways anxiety can affect us. So trust me, I'm not saying just to be focused on the sex part. Um, I want you to be focused on everything, but I want you to realize too, if you don't feel like you're having a fulfilling sex life, there may be something standing in the way and that something starts with an A. It's called anxiety. So I hope this has been helpful for everyone. Um, I think we all deserve a great orgasm. We all deserve the best sex of our lives. And to achieve it or to get it, you may have to dig deep. And I mean, as in you dig deep, not him digging deep. You dig deep. You look inside of you. This song is so sexy. And you try to determine what's causing your issues so you can hear a song like this and be turned on by it, you know? Tell your significant other to tease me tonight. And listen, life is not just about sex, so I don't want you guys thinking that I'm placing my priority on intimacy. Well, I'll say on sex. Intimacy is a huge part of life, and intimacy comes from a lot of different things. Kissing, hugging, holding hands, touching, being grabbed, him grabbing your butt, whatever. So intimacy is definitely a necessity. So anyhow... I hope this was helpful, and if you weren't having orgasms before, I hope you listened to all of the factors here in this episode so that you can go back and just kind of review and see what's going on in your world and what you can change, what you can do differently, what you can enhance, and talk to your significant other about it so you guys can address this together. Don't, um, don't go at this on your own. All right, guys, have a good week, and everybody say brain love. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours, it's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication, don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. <laughs>